0: Welcome back to the
1: Sports Huddle on ESPN Sports Radio 1300. Once again, here's Chris Cross, Mike Cameron, and Matthew Lawrence. Aaron
2: Torres is with Fox Sports. It's great to have him on with us, and uh, we did a lot of talking about this uh, article today. It's a long article; you have to take some time to sit down and drink it all in. But when you do, it's great work, Aaron Torres. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Gentlemen, I appreciate you having me, and i got to say,
3: as long as it was to read, believe it or not, it took that much longer to write. I uh, appreciate
1: the feedback, but I'm glad it's kind of done, you know? Well, I can imagine. It's it's thorough. It, uh, I can't believe you interviewed all these people. Well, you know, it was one of those
3: things where I kind of got the idea towards the start of the college basketball season, kind of realized that we were coming up on the five-year anniversary of that team, and knew Kentucky was going to be good this year. Had no idea, obviously, they were going to be good this, uh, this good, obviously. And, um, you know, it was just one of those things where I thought, you know, we could do something, spend a little more time on it, and fortunately uh, got a few interviews early and kind of just kind of chipped away, chip, chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. And, you know, four, five,
2: six months later, here we are. The article came out yesterday, and the response has been awesome, which is exactly what I was hoping for. Well, it seems like it would uh, serve a dual purpose because, if nothing else, you could make a master's thesis out of it. Very good. <laughs> you have plenty of time. You could you uh-huh. do, do that all year. Actually, I really, Aaron, compliments. It's a great piece of work. And in fact, it really got our attention today because we were talking about Coach here being named College Coach of the Year today and the, and the job he's done. And part of it, this is the, the, the shape. The, are you in the wind? Are you there in the windy spot there? So a little, about all a of, little bit. Yeah, yeah, gentlemen, I could try and step inside if, if the reception isn't great. Yeah, that would probably be helpful if you could do it. But but anyway, as you say, this is with the start of him tipping college basketball on its head, and there would been a perception, and you can speak to it, uh, about these kids being the one-and-doners, being egotistical, and they don't play as teammates, and they didn't go to class, and uh, all these other things that have just proven not to be true under Coach Cal. And as you say, he's changed basketball. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that that was one of the big
3: things was going back and, and kind of reliving this moment and, you know, reliving this story is that you forget that, that rereading the articles that were written at the time, you just forget how kind of mean-spirited the writing was and, and you know, people covering the team that, that this could never work and that these kids were bad kids and that they had their own agendas. And it's like, you know, John Wall and Demarcus Cousins, and as the years have gone on, Anthony Davis and Carl Anthony Towns, all these guys, I mean, they have, they weren't the ones that put the rule in place. They they just have to abide by it. And, you know, so that was one of the things was when I really went back and, and read You know, like I said, the writing that came out at the time, it was incredible to me to remember, you know, like I said, just really how mean-spirited it was. So, um, you know, that was one of the big themes I wanted to get across, and I think I did, is that, you know, these kids weren't bad kids, they weren't using the school, they didn't, you know, they, they had interest in going to class, John Wall had a great GPA, obviously, followed by Brandon Knight and a couple other kids. And, uh, you know, it really wasn't their rule, it was just kind of a rule that they had to play by, and, you know, I, I think that, that those kids specifically really showed that you could be a
2: good basketball player, it could be, could be a good student, you know? Well, you guys at Fox Sports and other national outlets did, did a great job, finally, of bringing this out and let everybody see, because... For several years, there was a lot of frustration on our part because we would, as an example, see John Wall go to school Let's see these other kids know they're doing well. To my colleague here is very, very good friends with a guy from CATS, which is the tutoring program that they help him with, and we knew these kids were doing very well. The academic records have shown it, and yet around the country, it's a, it's a funny thing. I guess life's been this way before even social media, but you tell a lie long enough, and people start to believe it.
3: Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of it was, and it's unfortunate, and I'm not, saying that I was or wasn't this way because I I think that I've always tried to have an open mind about these things but I think it was a lot of the reputation that Coach Cal brought with him fairly or unfairly with the vacated Final Fours and stuff like that and again I've gotten to know Coach Cal and I, I think I really admire his work to be honest but I think that a lot of those kids got lumped in with Coach Cal and again I don't I You know, I think that, that, you know, kind of his record speaks for itself at this point. But, you know, as the years go on and you watch these teams and you realize, like I said, you know, John Wall's a very good kid and also, by the way, a very good student. Brandon Knight is a spectacular student that could have gone into any school in the country. And then you go through the years and you see a Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, and Anthony Davis, and you realize, like, okay, these are good kids and, and, you know, they have the right intentions. I think that slowly but surely it started to change. I mean, I think it flipped for sure when kentucky won the national championship with i believe it was four you know three freshmen starting i guess four freshmen playing significant minutes in two thousand twelve. But you're absolutely right, is that uh, you know, unfairly kind of the national portrayal was that Kentucky was doing something wrong or that even just in general that being a one and done was wrong. And then kind of I, I kind of quickly alluded to it in the article, but all of a sudden you see the Dukes and the, the Kansases, the schools that are supposedly quote unquote doing it the right way, whatever the right way is, uh, you know, all of a sudden Duke has a bunch of one and duns, Kansas has a bunch of one and duns and you realize, you know what, this is just where the sport has taken us and you know, Coach Cal was kind of ahead of the curve. And I think that now people kind of realize
1: that this is just kind of how the game is played. You know, Aaron, I like, a, I like the way you uh, approached this article. You went back at the end of the Billy Gillespie era, and the fact that Cal was at Memphis and he was con- contemplating this job, had been offered the job when he came. And all three of us were there at the press conference. I want to bring that in when Where he came. You? But mm-hmm. uh, apparently... Uh, Cal was kind of overwhelmed when he walked in here. And uh, and I'll go back one more thing just to say the uh, compliance officer here we know very well. And Mm -hmm. I remember talking to her one day on the football field, and we asked about Coach Cal. She says he's the best I've ever seen. He doesn't Mm -hmm. do anything unless he clears it with us first. Yes, and gentlemen, if I can
3: interrupt really quick, I would add that, you know, I spoke to somebody that I don't even know if I ended up using any of – His quotes in the article somebody that isn't affiliated with the program but very close to the program and he said point blank no one is more on top of nca compliance and doing it the right way than the real the really the entire kentucky staff uh starting with with uh mitch barnhart all the way down and this was somebody that had no rhyme or reason to tell me that it was just kind of something that kind of came up in conversation and so you know i i've Listen, I've read the NCAA reports. I know that Coach Calipari was cleared of any wrongdoing in the previous two instances at his previous two schools. I know that the narrative doesn't always play that way with some people, but you know, I know that what I would just say is that from talking to people that had no reason to vouch for both Kentucky and for Coach Cal, they told me point blank you know, that, that, they, that both the university and Coach Cal specifically do a spectacular job of
2: playing by the rules and making sure that everything they do is within the rules. And in the last several years, of course, it's just grown more and more and more. We, we do have, indeed, one-and-donors going to other schools now. Cal, Cal has just set a, a new standard this undefeated season. This is the most remarkable job of coaching at this level that I've ever seen. I, I was pretty much at the pro level until the last 20 years. But to see a team like this and he make a mistake, listen, as we said earlier, and there are people just joining us who weren't earlier, this guy, meaning Coach Cal, he's got a lot of commitments, including to the families of those kids like Carl Anthony and those guys. So He was over there talking to their families and saying, I know this guy's going to go to the NBA. I know I'm going to have to give him some minutes. It's my promise to you that if you put him in my hands, I'll do it. Well, he had all these commitments he had to do, and now when they all come back, He has managed to keep the families happy, the players happy, the fans happy, go undefeated, let them take their minutes that they're allotted and go with it, stay in school. I can't imagine how you do that year after year after year with kids that have been this spoiled and got their posses and running around, and yet he brings them all together. It's not near as easy as people might think it is. Well, two quick thoughts on that. One,
3: it was a great quote that unfortunately didn't make the article. Uh, He said to me, Coach is. he said, you know, not everybody can do this. I don't recommend it to everybody. I've gotten a lot of gray hair through the years. He said, my daughters tell me that I've aged more than Obama over the last couple of years, which uh,
2: <laughs>
3: which I thought was a pretty funny uh, comment. But, you know, I think, listen, Jay Billis said it better than I ever could. And, you know, Jay Billis, I, I know a little bit, but he's a very, very bright guy. And he said a few weeks ago, point blank, if you don't like Kentucky, that's fine. You know, that's your prerogative. But don't dislike these kids. Nobody has done it the quote unquote right way more than these kids Playing defense, sacrificing minutes. I'm, I'm talking about the the 2015 team right now. Is nobody yes, yes. in in, re- in recent college basketball history has done it quote-unquote, more the right way than, than these guys have. And, and you mentioned Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, that guy could be averaging 20 and 10 at any program in the country. Uh, you know, the Harrison Twins, Tyler Eulis all the way down the list. I mean, all these guys could be starring at any other place. But to sacrifice minutes, to sacrifice stats, and oh, by the way, the way they play defense, the way they share the ball, it's like Jay Bill has said, you know, nobody's really done it the right way quite like these guys have.
2: And it's a credit to Coach Cal for convincing all these guys to do it that way. Yeah, that, that's part of my point of what makes it this year, especially. There's been several that he's done here, and I don't think he can argue with it. But this year... May have started accidental, and maybe something that he did. I remember back in the very first press conferences when he said, "All my friends, everybody I talked to, we 'We'd rather you do this with seven guys.' You know, eight guys is as deep mm-hmm. as you can." He'd never coached like this. He'd never had such a deep bench, and, and maybe Alex Alex Poythress, when he got hurt, maybe he took a little bit of the load off, and he went to that nine man rotation. But to this day, he'll still mass substitute on a fairly regular basis. It's just it's a fascinating job to me, not one that I'd seen in the past and and I and I am not just touting Kentucky when I say this i'm fifty one years doing this as a living, and to with all the things you consider this year, he was going to have a good team, but to be undefeated and have everybody this happy, I just shake my head, yeah, absolutely, and
3: listen I've been watching this sport for for many years now, probably not, you know, quite as long as some of the people listening. But, you know, I've seen good teams, and and what I've generally seen is even really good teams, even really good teams with a lot of depth, seem to shorten their bench by this time of year, by the end of January, beginning of February. Coach Cal, you know, as you gentlemen said, keeps trotting out 8, 9, 10, 11 guys, however many it ends up being. And, you know, this isn't just the, the blowout wins. This is the close games against the Texas A&Ms and the LSUs, you know, four or five weeks ago. I mean, he just keeps bringing in guys. And, and, and I think it's what you guys said is it's just a total credit to him and what he's doing, that these guys are still playing hard, that they're still willing to sacrifice. And, you know, I think I think it's a testament, you know, you look at – Uh, it's funny to say, but the veteran leadership of a Willie Cauley Stein and, and, you know, the Harrison twins who are only sophomores, like those guys have gotten better throughout the year this year. And it's really uh, a testament to both the coach but also the players that – they seem to be you know they seem to be getting better i guess is the point that i'm trying to make where as you gentlemen said it's it's easy when everyone's getting stats you know in the beginning of the season and gets overwhelmed opponents but when you're in conference play and guys are still sacrificing guys are still doing what what's best for the team and you're getting towards crunch time and it's just, it really is incredible. I've never seen anything like it. I, I don't want to, you know, say anything one way or the other about how I think the season will finish. Although I, I obviously feel good about Kentucky, don't want to jinx anything for, for anyone listening. But the reason, I, the only thing I'm saying is that I just think it's incredible what they've done and what they continue to do this late in the year. Because as you gentlemen said, it's one thing to do it in November, December, but to continue it five, six months in the season is really incredible.
2: All right, Aaron Wick, we're running a little bit short of time, so I, I want to ask when you wrote this article. Uh, were there any surprises from this article? And I know now we're back talking, this is like a time machine here, but we're back talking about the 2009-2010 team, and that's what this great article is about, folks. It's on spot Fox Sports, and it's long, and it is such a read. You're going to have a ball, I promise you. If you like that 2009-2010 basketball team, you're going to have a, a kick reading this thing. As you went through it, and you did, you interviewed so many guys today, you can kind of go, oh, wow, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think the one thing that I would give credit
3: to is that, you know,
2: I spoke with a few
3: of the, like, assistant coaches early on, Coach Antigua, Coach Padgett, and the one thing that they really made sure to point out was – Look, you know about John Wall, you know about Eric Bledsoe and DeMarcus Cousins, but don't forget about Ramon Harris, don't forget about Perry Stevenson, don't forget about Patrick Patterson, because it kind of goes into what we've been talking about this whole time. But, you know, without those veteran guys willing to step in and say, look, we may have been starters, we may have been playing 35 minutes a game, whatever those guys said... None of it's possible without those veteran guys. And I think that, that's one thing I would say is that it's easy to forget about those veteran guys. And what I would also add really quick, and I know we got a roll, is that, you know, those veteran guys swear by Coach Cal. And these are guys that are not recruited by Coach Cal that maybe only played for him for one year, but they love him and they swear by him. I mean, I could tell you Ramon Harris stories all day about the great things that he said about Coach Cal. And it just it speaks to that was what I was surprised by was we knew the story of John Wall and Eric Bledsoe and Marcus Cousins but to hear the veteran's perspective I thought was really cool I put a little bit of it in there and you know obviously there was limited space and I couldn't put it all in but I thought that was a really cool perspective as well.
1: Okay, do it yours quick, Mikey. We have a minute hey, and a half. Yeah, one thing about it, we have followed Coach Cal here all these years right here in Lexington. And he is prone to hyperbole. There isn't any doubt about it. But one thing we've learned about Coach Cal, he really doesn't lie to us. When he says something, it really turns out to be the truth. And we don't, we hear it and it sounds preposterous, but at times in the end it ends up being the truth. So Cal is one of the hon- most honest coaches I've ever come across. Gentlemen, I, I didn't think I had time to bring this up, but I'll bring it up since you guys uh, just
3: mentioned Quick. it. But that was the one thing is, you know, every, every kind of – program, school, team, whatever, claims that they're, quote-unquote, a family. And, you know, I've heard Coach Cal say it a million times, and, you know, I kind of thought, you know, whatever about it. But to hear the stories specifically from those veteran guys I just mentioned, Ramon Harris, uh, Patrick Patterson, about, you know, the little things that they didn't experience either, you know, with all due respect to Tubby Smith and Billy Gillespie, and this isn't to knock those guys, but, you know, that, you know, that they would go over Coach Cal's house and they'd watch movies and they'd, you know, and and Coach Cal's wife would cook for him and stuff like that.
2: with Fox Sports. I hope he'll come back and visit us again. we got two in the books. We'll be back with our number three live from Lex.
0: Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package.